Hey guys, I'm going to be totally honest. I've tried about three times now, I think, to start this episode and talk about this topic. And I keep stumbling over it because I suppose there's part of me that still doesn't want to talk about this. I'm going to say this up front that this is kind of a heavy thing. And I'm going to be sharing something kind of personal, but I don't want to dwell on that as much as I want to get to the encouragement that I'm hoping to offer, I guess, myself as well as you guys, should you be going through anything that's troubling you. Because what's happened as I've dealt with this thing, and I'm going to talk about it in a minute, is it's kind of trickled out to different parts of my life the last couple of weeks. It's weird how that happens, but it's it's affected how I just feel in general. And there's been kind of waves of it. There's moments where I'm fine with what I'm dealing with. And there's other moments where I kind of go, wow, this really is not, this is not what I want to be doing with my life right now. So I want to focus on and emphasize the positivity But I have to tell you a little bit of the backstory and why I'm in this frame of mind right now and why I've been slacking on my podcast. Honestly, it's kind of a good time to take this little break. I just finished up the first side of a night at the opera. And before kicking off the fantastic second side with a number that I'm so excited to talk about, from Brian May, actually, I thought it would be good to just get this out there because I I want to talk about it and I want to talk about the encouragement that comes with these kind of trying times and challenges. So before I cut to the chase, please know I am not in any kind of mortal danger. I, I'm I'm going to be okay, but uh, but this is the deal. I have skin cancer. It's a tiny spot on the very top of my head. It's the most common type, which is basal cell carcinoma. It's very treatable, almost never causes major health issues. It grows very slowly. I probably got it partially because of the medications I take for my ulcerative colitis, which do their job very well, but unfortunately increase the risk of things like lymphoma, skin cancer, other nasty stuff. And my skin is otherwise in fabulous shape. It's in great shape. That's what the dermatologist said, that everything else looks really, really good. So thankfully, I've I've tried so hard to protect my skin over the years, and that's paid off for the most part. But despite those efforts and being very careful and wearing hats and staying out of the sun, I got this spot on my head. So yes, it's small. It can be removed. It can be cut out and dealt with, and that will probably be the end of it. But it's still cancer, and that's a scary word. And here's where it gets, in my brain, it gets weird because what's scarier, even if this is a vain thing, is the surgery I have to have on my scalp that will probably leave a significant scar and might change or hinder my hair growth. I'm already extremely self-conscious about this. Yes, I've dealt with hair thinning before. My UC flare-up in 2015 was awful. It wasn't fun. I really don't want to go through anything like that again. My hair has always been very fine and very thin my entire life. So dealing with this is something I certainly wish I didn't have to deal with. 
but it still feels weird to feel this way. I, I Guys, I'm already in mourning for this hair I'm going to lose because they're probably going to have to shave some of it off my head. And I have no idea how long it's going to take to grow back and what it's going to look like because I, I don't know yet how deep they're going to have to go to take this stuff out of my scalp. I know this is very deep. This is very heavy. This is very maybe a little graphic. So I apologize for that. But this is the reality of what I have to deal with. In a few weeks, this is going to happen and I'm going to have to just get through it. So when I first got the news that I had cancer, even though they told me it's treatable, not really a threat in this case, I panicked. I mean, cancer, you never want to hear that word. I cried. Yes, I've cried a few times about this. I've yo-yoed back and forth between feeling okay and ready to go and do anything to being in the depths of despair and completely defeated. I know this is normal, but it's still hard to go through this. In the process of dealing with these bouncing emotions on a day-to-day basis in some cases, I struggled with something I wasn't expecting. Fear. Doubt, a completely deflated self-confidence. The stress of dealing with this tiny spot of cancer crud leaked into everything else. My professional endeavors, creative endeavors, my podcast, everything. I suddenly lost my momentum, my gumption, and I'm still feeling it. I feel unable, a bit paralyzed, impotent, totally off my game. Now, all of that aside, I want to focus back on you guys, my listeners. First things first, take care of yourselves, please. Take care of your bodies, your skin. It's your biggest organ. Put sunscreen on over and over again, especially if you're outside for hours. Lotion, lather up, use products that are safe for your skin. Drink a lot of water, wear a hat, cover up, even if it's hot. If you see a weird spot on your skin, get it looked at fast. Please take care of you. That's the first thing. Second, how do we deal with stress and powerlessness that permeates every aspect of our lives, especially when it alienates us from everyone. Why does that even happen? Why do we feel suddenly outside society when we're going through something stressful, as if nobody can understand? Surely that's not true. Someone out there knows what it's like, but we still isolate ourselves. I'm really good at this, and I hate that I am. I'm not proud of it. It's like I can't relate to anything anyone is sharing or expressing in life. It's a really weird feeling of isolation. We should remember, and yes, I'm talking to myself as I say these things, it's okay to feel this ebb and flow, this back and forth. Sometimes it's necessary. You can't possibly be on your game or 100% all the time. You are a human. You will have moments of pause, hesitation, frustration, fear. This is how we live. We feel things. Stuff happens. We have moments. Every person who's ever lived has experienced an off day, a stressful time, and all that. It's also important to remember we aren't the only ones going through challenging times. There is always someone else who knows how you're feeling. 
even if you don't know who they are. Take comfort in that. Someone somewhere understands. Getting outside yourself is important. And I've talked about this before. Yes, it's necessary to feel things to navigate through them. But there comes a point when you should step away from everything, including yourself. Get lost in a book or a movie. Get outside. Run. That's one of the things I do. It's one of the first things I go to. Listen to a song and just run or walk. Take photos of things you love. Snuggle with a person, a pet. Delight in something you love. Look outside. Look up. That's me. That's me, I guess. I look up. I fall into scripture. I pray. I rely on God because sometimes there's nowhere else to go. Awesome music or drawings or gorgeous sunsets aside, sometimes I'm stuck anyway. So I look up. One last thing. I've talked before about my hesitation to share certain things about my life, especially in social media circles. I think by nature, I've rehearsed things in my head before I do or say them my entire life. To share anything completely openly has always been a scary thing. It feels alien to me. It feels wrong. I can't explain that fear. So I suppose what you're getting from me today is me trying to be more open and sharing something personal and real with you rather than isolate, be alone, or feel inadequate. Do you ever feel that way too? Inadequate? Afraid of looking stupid or being embarrassed? Yeah, that's a thing for me. I guess I thought it might just magically disappear as I got older, but no. Still a thing, but I'm still trying, and so should you if that's also a thing for you. And really, when it comes to feeling inadequate in comparison to what you're seeing or experiencing from everyone else, go your own way. Please don't compare yourself to others. This is such a human thing to do. And we do it from infancy, from young childhood. Oh, they have more toys than I do. Their hair is so long. You know, they, they have better things. Their house is cool. Their games are cool. I don't have that. I'm not that person. I'm not that strong. I'm not that talented. I'm not that pretty. The list goes on and on and on. But we're made the way we are for a reason. And that's really important to remember. And that's what I'm getting at here is this isn't about the cancer on top of my head. That's just kind of the lead into all these things that I've discovered as I've navigated through this, that this thing has kind of permeated this whole life of mine in ways I didn't expect. And the funny thing is, I'm not a stranger to stressful stuff. I went through something far more stressful in 2015. When my UC flared up, that was something that went on for months. And this is nothing like that. This feels different in a way because it's, it's cosmetic. It's external. People are going to see it. See, with my UC, it was awful. And it was 
it ripped me apart literally on the inside, but, but you couldn't see it. You know, yes, I was in pain. I was losing blood. All kinds of things were going on with me, but it wasn't something that, that was broadcasted to the world because nobody knew unless I told them. But this is different because I'm, I'm going to look a little bit like Frankenstein on my head for a little while. I'm going to have sutures and stitches and I, I don't know what it's going to look like. And I've never been in, in a situation where I was going to to not look like myself like that, you know? So, and again, I'm kind of embarrassed about that, that I'm freaking, why am I freaking out about it so much? Honestly, why is it that big a deal? It's not that big a deal. Probably in six months, hopefully it will be healed. I will have hair. It will be okay. But right now, yes, I panic. I'm in and out of that mode of panic. And today, (laughs) see, I've wanted to talk about this for a couple days and I'm just now getting to it. But today, you guys, I just got the paperwork that tells me about this surgery, which is called a Mohs surgery. It's capital M-O-H-S. I don't know what it stands for. I'm not gonna get the papers again. But I read through it, of course, in detail and, and that's why I'm freaking out about it again. I used to be the type of kid that wanted to have surgery. Is that mad or what? I thought it would be so cool to be operated on. My first surgery was tongue surgery. Don't ask. I was tongue-tied. Should have happened when I was born. I think nowadays when when babies are tongue-tied like that, because it will heal so fast, doctors will just clip the frenellum, which is the skin under the tongue when babies are born and it heals quickly. But in my case, that wasn't done. So until I was 12, I was kind of tongue-tied. It didn't affect my speech or anything, (laughs) but the orthodontist recommended it. So I had it done. That was my first surgery. It was quick. Recovery was interesting. I'm not going to talk about that, but it, it was... I wasn't afraid of it. That's my point. As I was kind of like, oh, cool, I get to have surgery. But nowadays, it's funny how we become so protective. I think as we get older, we want to just be healthy and not have any madness and have to deal with this garbage. And sometimes it happens despite our best efforts to take care of ourselves. And that's why I'm telling you, take care of yourselves physically, but take care of your brain, your heart. Take care of your heart. I don't mean physically your heart. I'm talking about your soul. I'm talking about just being good to yourself and not being too hard on yourself and remembering what you are and who you are and the value you have just because you're you. That's the kind of stuff I want you to think about. This was heavy. I'm sorry. but. Sometimes we just got to talk, you know? So if you're going through something too, I'm sorry. And it will get better. It can and it will get better. Surround yourself with people that are good for you, with things that are good for you. And always work toward the things that you can do super well because I know you've all got something. Everybody's got something that they're good at. Everybody's got something that they love to do that's an escape. That's what my husband says. He always tells me when you're down in a funk and I fall far into those pits because I get up to super highs too. And if you're like me and you swing back and forth between 
intense enthusiasm and very low depths. It gets pretty dark sometimes. And he just tells me to get out and do something. Just do something. Do something productive. Write something. You know, work on a project. Something to preoccupy your mind. Maybe it's not an escape. Maybe it's just something you work on. Maybe you do a puzzle. Maybe you draw. Some of those things are fantastic at just keeping your mind focused on it and only it. And that really helps. Or do <laughs> clean, clean the house. Seriously, I have been in moments where I couldn't think of anything else to do. So I would just start vacuuming or wiping the counters. And honestly, there's something about it that because you're cleaning up, it kind of feels good. Or even doing things like taking the trash out, which I hate, or doing laundry, which I hate. You know, it's, it's, it's satisfying. So it feels good to do something productive. Therapy session. Yes, this is a cathartic experience to talk like this. And I'm sorry, I know I've gotten kind of emotional with this, but it's part of it. You know, it's part of it. So that's the other thing. Do not forget if you're going through something, it's okay to swing back and forth. It's okay to feel like, hey, I can do anything. This is okay to suddenly realizing that maybe it's not. Maybe in that moment, it's not. And it's okay to have a moment. It's okay to cry. It's okay to, to run away and sometimes literally run away and just put some miles on the pavement. That's a really good productive thing too. But anyway, I think I'm rambling at this point, but uh, I am here. I'm thinking of you wherever you are, whoever you are, whatever it is. We'll get through this stuff, right? We will. We have to because there's more to talk about. Like Queen... I already have my whole next deep dive ready. I just need to do it. I want to be in a really good headspace for it. But I'm excited because we're getting into the second half of A Night at the Opera. And of course, that means, ladies and gents, we're getting really close to Bohemian Rhapsody. How am I going to do it? <laughs> Is it going to be my longest episode ever? Probably. All right, guys. Please take care of yourselves. Keep yourselves alive. <laughs> Should I do it? Keep yourselves alive. <laughs> Singing helps. <laughs>